Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, March 26th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Next month's municipal elections will decide who is in charge in many St. Louis region communities. Some first-time black candidates in the Metro East see an opportunity to diversify local leadership. You know, we just need more representation. That's just how it is. A lot of people that still live in the city, they don't feel like it's their city. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on upcoming votes in the Metro East in just a few minutes. A two-day mass vaccination clinic at St. Louis Community College's Forest Park campus wraps up today. Long lines plagued yesterday's efforts by the National Guard and volunteers to help give people the one-shot Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. St. Louis resident Karen Clay says she has trouble walking and almost went home after seeing hundreds of people in line but decided to power through. I know that, you know, it's my responsibility for me to get this shot so I won't get sick and pass it to my loved ones. Organizers say many people had false appointment confirmations yesterday. The St. Louis Department of Health says more than 3,400 doses were administered. The goal for this two-day event is to vaccinate 6,000 people. The Missouri House Budget Committee has rejected a plan to fund Medicaid expansion, even though voters approved a constitutional amendment in favor of expansion last year. Members of the Republican-controlled panel voted along party lines against the $1.6 billion budget bill for expansion. Peter Meredith, a Democrat from St. Louis, says the 20 Republicans on the committee went against the will of voters. They just voted down something that's required by the Constitution that voters voted for that would provide 200,000 Missourians health care, that would provide a huge boost to our state's economy. GOP members say funding expansion would not be financially responsible. House Democrats could try to have the funding restored through a budget bill on the House floor. That would require support from Republicans. The Senate could put the money back into the budget as well. There are now four places in the Metro East where adults can legally buy recreational marijuana. Ascend opened its second store yesterday, this one in Fairview Heights. This comes after more than a year of back and forth with the city. Chris Malio is the company's chief revenue officer. We've been shopping this area for probably well over a year. We've looked at a couple of different locations. This one really presented itself in a very positive way. Beautiful building and great proximity to the road so people can see that you're here. Malio says he expects revenue to be comparable to Ascend's other local dispensary in Collinsville. The opening represents a boon for Fairview Heights, where officials say the dispensary could bring in as much as $800,000 in sales tax revenue each year. The Archdiocese of St. Louis is inviting people of various faiths on a tour to explore ways to combat racism. Religious leaders will travel from the Old Cathedral to Gateway Elementary and Sumner High School tomorrow to discuss how black St. Louisans face discrimination. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. The Reverend Charles Norris of St. James African Methodist Episcopal Church in St. Louis says people need to acknowledge racism to learn how to eliminate it. Norris says religious leaders can help lead the way by encouraging people of different faiths to learn more about one another. He says that can help build healthy relationships and spark change. This is about institutions coming up with work as they think strategically and build capacity to come up with 
ways to complement the work that one another is doing. Norris says he hopes Saturday's tour helps people realize that it's important to invest in black neighborhoods. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Voters in the St. Louis region return to the polls in just a couple of weeks for municipal elections. The Metro East will have a slate of diverse candidates as more black residents are running for the first time. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. About a dozen people surround a conference table at the Quad City Community Development Center in Madison. Some shuffle through boxes containing hundreds of campaign flyers, while others review a list of addresses in the city, strategizing which houses they'll go to today. I think that we should go out and start the Washington Street Apartments, carry it over to the Giant Hand Apartments, all the way down to... Um, 2nd Street, 3rd Street. This group includes 10 candidates, all black, who are running together for positions in the city of Madison and Venice Township local governments. These two smaller Metro East communities have some voter overlap. With their strategy set, the candidates fan out into one part of Madison. They place flyers on doorknobs and occasionally strike a quick conversation or two. DeWanda Crockerell, a first-time candidate for Venice Township Board Trustee, says the local leaders are increasingly disconnected from the communities they serve. Not that they don't care anything as far, I'm not saying that at all, it's just that they don't understand the needs of uh, our citizens of today. Many of the local leaders in Madison and Venice have been in those roles for years, if not decades, which Crockerell says breeds complacency. They are not able to reach out to the community to meet their needs, especially their um financial and emotional needs that citizens and underserved communities need. Crockerell points to the coronavirus pandemic as an example, where she says community organizations were the ones to distribute personal protective equipment and administer COVID tests. Cassandra Miller, who's running to represent Madison's Ward 2, says the disconnect is a product of elected leaders and government staff who don't mirror the community at large. You know, we just need more representation. That's just how it is. A lot of people that still live in the city, they don't feel like it's their city. The U.S. Census Bureau estimates the city of Madison was majority black in six of the past 10 years, but many of the city's elected leaders and department heads are white. The same is true for Venice Township, which is also majority black. James Gardner, a current alderman in Madison and candidate for mayor, says he's watched the local leadership turn away from engaging with the community. Our government, in my opinion, is one that has been more to tell the people what they should want or should have instead of being reflective of the people. John Ham III, Madison's current mayor of 24 years, says the local government functions well. When you get close to election time, there's always something gets perked up a little bit by somebody that's running for office. But uh, we don't have controversies on the council. In other parts of the Metro East, there are black candidates vying for elected positions in majority white areas. Yolanda Crockerell is a candidate for Edwardsville's second ward and cites similar reasons for running as her sister-in-law, Dewanda. I just want to be a part of the change and all the new development and see our board look like what our community is because our community is diversity, but the board doesn't look like that. It doesn't represent our community. She would be the city's first elected black woman in a community whose black population is growing. The Edwardsville mayor indicated he wanted more people of color in the city's leadership, and Crockerell says that motivated her bid for the council. I looked at that and I said, well, you know what? I would love to be in a leadership in our city. I live here. My kids went to school here. We grew up here. I would like to be a part of that. 
other first-time black candidates in the Metro East don't want race to define their elections. Kerry Lewis V is running for a spot on Swansea Village's Board of Trustees. Diversity is not code word for, okay, uh, this is the black guy. No, it's code word for newer ideas, a new perspective. There has been the same type of person in City Hall since its establishment. Like other black candidates in the region, Lewis says residents in Swansea are largely disconnected from their government. He says his main goals as a candidate and elected leader, should he win, are to increase his constituents' understanding of and engagement with the local government. If my ideas get out there, I will be beyond ecstatic. The target for Gardner and the other people he's running with is to fold community perspectives back into city and township decisions. It's not about one man. It's about a community, and the people and the residents make that community. They should be the ones who are a part of the decision-making. He hopes to bring the Madison community together to determine where the city needs to go and how each resident can help achieve those goals. In Madison, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.